don't have a theme for this. I should have a theme. Mm. Oh, I do have a theme. How about, hello, la, la, la. I think a lot of people were saying that about Hillary Clinton as well. You're doing pretty good. I was in the wrong spot. That is all that Why does it have to be conversational? Well, welcome to Caligula, episode four or episode one, depending on depending. how you count yeah. the film uh, right. commentary that we did. How are you, Ray? Are you ready? Do you have your everyone? I hope everyone at home has their Cam and Ray bingo cards yeah. ready. Because, I do. Because I think we're going to, if you pay attention and follow along closely, if you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, uh, you should be on our Facebook page. Uh, if you if you follow closely, I think you will get a uh, a bingo uh, or four in this episode. Yeah, or at least yeah. in in one of these upcoming episodes. Um, it, how are you, Ray? Like going on it. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, it's like dating one of us or both of us at the same time. We promise you tonight multiple bingos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bingo! <laughs> um, well, for those of you just joining us, yeah. last three seasons on the life of the Caesars. The late Roman Republic was a shit show. From about the year 100 BCE, various aristocratic factions of Rome's ruling class were fighting civil wars, executing their enemies and terrorising the supporters of their enemies. This all came to a head in the Civil War of 49 BCE, where the two main factions were led by Gaius Julius Caesar and Pompey Magnus, who had previously been friends and related through marriage. It took four years, but by 44 BCE, Caesar had won. He forgave his enemies and was made dictator of Rome for life. Aww. He immediately passed a series of reasonable reforms and planned a war against Parthia, but was assassinated before he could leave. His assassins claimed Caesar was going to make himself a king, although he never said that and in fact denied it at every opportunity. They were mostly from a group of elite aristocrats who didn't like the reforms Caesar was pushing through, which were going to eliminate their future opportunities to increase their wealth and power. And the assassination led to a another mm -hmm. civil war. This one led on one side by the assassins, the most famous of whom were Brutus and Cassius, but they were joined by the likes of Cicero and on the other side, Caesar's closest friends, Marcus Antonius, Lepidus, and his grand mm -hmm. nephew, who he posthumously adopted as his son and heir, Octavianus, who wasn't much help on the battlefield because he always seemed to be sick. <laughs> The Caesarian faction eventually won, the assassins were wiped out, and their friends, such as Cicero, were executed. When the then the victors formed the Second Triumvirate and ruled Rome as a three-way dictatorship, which quickly devolved into a two-way dictatorship as Lepidus got squeezed out. This soon led to another civil war between Marcus Antonius and his mistress Cleopatra of Egypt on one side, and Octavianus, who was known now as Octavian, on the other side. Surprisingly to everyone, Octavian won, mostly because he had some badass guys on his side, including Marcus Agrippa, probably the greatest best friend in all of history before Ray. Octavian <laughs> then changed his name to Augustus, meaning the revered one, and called himself the Princeps, the first man amongst equals. With Agrippa by his side, he crafted a delicate balance between being a monarch while never calling himself that and keeping up the appearances of the old republic. He managed to do this for 44 years and died of old age. 
This was mostly a time of peace and prosperity for Rome, where he stabilised their borders and made haste slowly. Unfortunately, when he died, he didn't have a good option for an heir apparent as all of his options had tragically died. The only person mm. even remotely qualified was his stepson Tiberius, the son of Augustus's wife Livia, from a previous marriage. Timo was a grumpy bastard who had previously thrown a tantrum <laughs> and exiled himself from Rome for ten years. He wasn't very liked, very well liked by anyone, including Augustus and even his own mother. His wife, Julia, Augustus's only biological child, had fucked around on him while he was away on campaign, and Augustus had sent her into permanent exile as punishment. When Thibaut became princeps, he had her executed. Thibaut started off on the right foot, trying to pass more power back to the Senate, but they were so lazy, useless and terrified by this stage that they refused to step up to the plate, and Thibaut gradually lost any respect for them that he might have had. He ended up going into semi-retirement in a sex palace that he built on the island of Capri, and led his brutal head bodyguard, Sejanus, run things for him back in Rome. Along the way, Thibaut had Augustus's preferred heir, Germanicus, the popular son of Thibaut's dead brother, Drusus, poisoned. Germanicus had been too young and experienced when Augustus died to take over, so Tiberius was supposed to be sort of a caretaker. And he had Germanicus's wife Agrippina, the daughter of his own dead wife Julia and her first husband, Agrippa, the best friend anyone ever had until Ray, killed along with all of her male children except one, Gaius, known by his nickname Caligula, which means little boots, because he was dressed up by his mother as a soldier when he was a young boy. Then Siena secretly poisoned Tiberius's only son, Drusus. He also had plenty of Rome's elite executed, forced into suicide or exile for maestas, crimes against the state or the person of Tiberius. When Thibaut found out the truth about who killed his son, he blamed Sianus for all of the death and destruction, had him executed too, and replaced him with Macro, the new head of the imperial bodyguard, who he knew he could trust. When Thibaut reached a nice old age, surrounded by babies sucking on the end of his knob and other deviant sex circuses, he too died or was smothered to death by Macro and or Caligula, depending on which version of events you believe. In the film we watched, it portrays him as dying in Capri, but he actually died at Misenum, the base of the Roman fleet, while on his way back to Capri from a visit to Rome. And so that brings us up to March of 37 CE. Time. Not bad. Six minutes, just under six minutes, six and a half minutes. Good job. Taking a six, that, what, it's taken us six yeah. years to tell that story. Uh, I could have done it we in could six have just, minutes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Sorry, everybody. Get my, get, my, <laughs> get my life back here. Anyway, yeah. So what do you think of when you hear the name Caligula? Crazy mofo. <laughs> it's like Barry and Stan in the 80s were high on cocaine. They were like, we're going to give you a reputation People are going to write plays, movies, books, film. And they're not going to be very accurate, but fuck it, they're going to sell. This is going to be awesome. Woo! And that is what history has done to so someone in history has done to Caligula. He is the crazy bastard that people think they know and they love to talk about, but at the same time, despise. Mm. Yeah, so that's one of the things we're going to explore over the course of this series, which may be relatively short because his uh, rule yeah. only lasted a few years. But you know us, we will drag it out as much as oh, possible. Oh, yeah. 80, 85 episodes. At least. Something. At least. Yeah. yeah. Even if we need to just repeat ourselves over and over again. Now, Caligula in 37 CE is declared the new princeps. Now, he was born in 12 CE, so that makes him only 24 years old when Dang. he takes power. When I was 24, I was already married for the first time. 
but uh, that was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I made Not a, unlike his reign. Yeah, I, I, I made a lot of mistakes when I was 23, right. 24 years old, so I get it. Had I, senators killed? I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, well, I wanted to. <laughs> I thought about it. Um, I still do on a regular basis. <laughs> Up oh until the God. up until the time of Julius Caesar, you couldn't even become consul until you were at least forty years old if you were a patrician. I think it was like forty forty three or maybe forty five if you weren't a patrician. Pleb, yeah. Um, and here we have a guy who's now pretty much contains all of the power of Rome at twenty four. Right. I now, got this. And yeah. you know, up until Julius Caesar, you couldn't you couldn't even become a consul until you'd held. A range of political and military right. appointments for the preceding 20 years. You had a lot yeah. of experience in the administration of... Corsus and Orum. Yeah. Rome, yeah. of the armies, yeah. of provinces. So you, you had a handle on how to run right. shit. Now, you know, he this 24-year-old has almost unlimited power, unlimited wealth, and he's done nothing. He He's <laughs> literally been on the island of Capri for the previous six years in a sex dungeon. I mean, he probably right. knows a lot about kinky sex. Right. Uh, you know, right. women, if, if you said to him, uh, hey, what, what, what should a woman do if she wants to get sexual pleasure from a, a legless lizard? Uh, oh, he's, your, man. he's the guy you go yeah. to. Yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. If you want to know what's the best way of executing <laughs> a, a soldier who's been drinking on the job that involves... <laughs> Tying the end of his penis, uh, clamp and sh- oh. clamping it shut. He's the guy yeah. you go to. There's, he, he, it's not like he's completely inexperienced in the world. Right. He has just in the wrong places. He has right. value. You, you it, can find it all on his app. No, Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know the best way to, to teach babies how to suck on the end of your knob, you go to Caligula. Yeah. He's seen that. Yeah. He knows that. When it comes to running things. I mean, he was around. He was around Tiberius for that period well, of time, but uh, Tiberius wasn't that much of a hands-on ruler during that period. No, that's like the difference between knowing how to serve wine and having wine served to you. I've seen it done, but that's not exactly the same thing. But obviously, government's a lot more complicated. So you're right; he's been around decisions, but those decisions were being made by an old poofter who was um, off his rocker and paranoid. So uh, not exactly the best. Poof- I, I what don't the know. fuck I, is a poofter? Somebody who will fuck anything, even a poof of air. I think that's what the definition. God, is. I haven't heard anyone no. called a poofter since like the seventies, man. That was that was uh, a derogatory term for gay people in the seventies. Oh, was country. it okay? Yeah, yeah. we've right. already I've already seen one iTunes review recently calling us homophobic. Oh, we are not. We yeah. talk about sucking each other's dicks all the time. Right. I mean, how? Not that there's anything wrong with that. How can yeah. we be called homophobic? No, uh, we're we're one uh. step away from being completely gay, married, <laughs> old couple. I mean, really. So and true. the same guy called us misogynistic. I'm like, That's all we true. do is talk about licking our wives' pussies, like, and te- and teaching. We've had emails from members, men in our audience saying that they started licking their wives' pussies more because of us, and their wives are gr- are grateful. <laughs> And yet we're misogynistic and homophobic. So anyway, cut the poof to talk. 
Right. And sorry. And we both believe that women should be running things because running they the world. do a hell totally. yeah, doing a hell of a lot better yeah. job than yeah. men are. So, I've been saying yeah, for come 20, on. 25 years, let's just let exactly. the women have a go now because we've Please. fucked it up. That's right. Give anywho, anywho, he's anyway. gone down anyway. in history, Caligula, as one right. of the most ruthless, twisted, and corrupt of Rome's emperors. But was he really? Or is it all propaganda created by his later enemies? That's ah. what we intend to discover on this yeah. series. Now, we need exactly. to be clear that our sources for Caligula are even more scant and dubious than the, those of the guys that came before him. Right. The best source we had for the last couple of series was Tacitus, mm-hmm. the late first century Roman politician, a statesman, historian. But mysteriously, his books covering, covering the period of Caligula's rule and Jesus's ministry didn't Ooh. survive. Which reminds me, right. now that I come to think of it, did anyone ever see Jesus and Caligula in the same room at the same time? <gasps> No, because one would always dip out into the bathroom and then the other one would show up. So, no. Jesus, wait. He goes, hi. Hello. (laughs) Where is Caligula? I've come to see you. They go, oh, you just just missed missed him, (laughs) Jesus. He just stepped out. Oh, no, not again. I'll go get him. Yeah. He (laughs) He goes out. Caligula comes in. (laughs) Did you pass Jesus? What? No, where? No, I missed him. I love that guy. He looks oh. just like you, but he's got a wig and a beard, uh, like long hair and a beard. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Oh, really? No. How I funny you are. Torture this man. Yeah. <laughs> I've, inquiring minds want to know. Exactly. Were Caligula and Jesus the same person? Like Jesus, according to traditional timelines, died and his body disappeared mysteriously. Right. Around 33, 34 CE. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, Caligula turns up as emperor in 37 CE. Oh, right. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering yeah. if, uh, you know, Second really. Chance. Right. No one had seen Caligula in Rome for six years, so they wouldn't know what he looked like. No one would remember. Right. Really, what happened was Jesus didn't die on the cross, as we were told. That was propaganda. He went to Capri. Right. Fucked around in the sex palace for a few Maybe years. Plastic with surgery. Tiberius. Right, right. Uh, no, I just, just, you know, uh, Cut, put on a wig. Beard. Right, 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 right. Put on a wig and a beard. Right. Uh, no, t- t- shaved off the beard. Right, right. Cut his hair. Yeah. And came back as Caligula. Got rid of the Jewish accent. Anyway, go ahead. I do a lot of Jewish accents in my film. I know. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen my new trailer? The new, new, yes. new trailer? The latest I trailer? I loved that. I wasn't what? in it. It's a little surprised, but loved it. No, I, lo- I thought of, it was very of, well done. A lot of people have said, where's Ray? <laughs> he's the Ray's background. not, Ray's he's a, he's not in the movie. He's the fluffer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the fluffer. <laughs> You're in the credits. Uh, thank um, you. I'll I, take I think it, it says... Step to up. my, to my gay, homophobic, misogynistic <laughs> man wife. Anyway. Um, so we don't have we don't have Tacitus. Mm-hmm. Uh, disappointingly, all we're left with in terms of our older sources are the following. We, now we have Suetonius, right, who was a contemporary of Tacitus, but he's obviously much less reliable. And Cassius Dio, another 
Roman statesman and historian, but who's writing 150 years yeah. after Tacitus and Suetonius. Right. Now, people who've been listening to our shows over the years already know this, but for people that are new or people that have forgotten, let me be very clear. Dio and Suetonius are basically the Donald Trumps of your uh, old Roman historians. When it comes when it comes to a serious grasp on history and facts, no, not so much. They're, they're not the guys you go for. They right. they love tell they love telling a yarn. Right. Uh, they're kind of like the readers die. No, if they were around today, they'd be writing stories for BuzzFeed or right. even worse, uh, the New York Times. Like they would just be <laughs> they would be yeah. writing. Ten crazy things you didn't know about that horrible emperor Caligula <laughs> headlines. Salacious, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like they, there's probably some historical truth mixed in with some myth and fiction with these guys. They never really tell you which is which. Right. Oh. I mean, I think I think when we were talking about the sex dungeon, the sex palace of Tiberius, Suetonius did say something like, I don't even know if I want if 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 right. I can believe this, but however he had babies sucking on the end of his knob. Right. Um, but you know they're 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 renowned to be renowned for being dubious. Right. But in terms of your Roman uh, histories uh, around uh, Caligula's rule, that's literally all we've got. Now, outside of Roman sources, we've got. Two other or three other. Uh, there's another Roman source. So we 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 have Seneca the Younger, mm-hmm. who uh, lived. He was a contemporary. He was a witness to the events. He would have known Caligula personally, right? But uh, he's not. A, yes, uh, <laughs> he, he he's uh, a philosopher, not an historian. Right. Most of what we have from him is, is letters to people. Yeah. And he was exiled because he was banging one of Caligula's <laughs> sisters, which hey, may have... only I bang my sisters. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man, I, I just finished reading uh, 100 Years in Solitude, the Gabriel Garcia Marquez book, last right. night. Fucking tour de force masterpiece, I have to say. Right. And there's a lot of banging of sisters uh, in oh, that book. Oh, my I mean, God. You, uh, it made me think of you a lot. People <laughs> are banging their sisters, banging their aunties, <laughs> banging... We're close Prostitutes family. who are right. also the mothers of their brothers. Um, yeah. Just, it's a lot of fucking in that uh, book. Um, yeah. Columbia, apparently, uh, is very much like Virginia. Right. Just <laughs> people fucking anything that moves. Uh, uh, especially if it's related to them. <clears throat> oh, even better. It's the juiciest yeah. kind. It's, no, you can't see uh, Anywho... Uh, so Seneca uh, is, you know, he this affair that he was having with one of Caligula's sisters may have had political, you know, conspiratorial Ooh, overtones. Right. So, you know, the, he he's a contemporary, but has a grudge to bear. So again, sure. not not really relatable uh, or, or reliable. Sorry. Then we have Philo. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about Philo, Ray? Well, I was just going to ask. Didn't Caligula also criticize Seneca's literary style? So there's a there's a yeah. Two. He reasons. said your writing sucks, Seneca. You suck. <laughs> you suck. And quit with my sister. And you suck and as you're a writer. A, so how would how would he not write horrible things about this guy? And you're a homophobe and a misogynist. And I know right. that because I listened to at least six <laughs> minutes of a podcast of one of your readings. And, and based on you, that, yeah, I took. Yeah. 15 minutes out of my day to hunt down your iTunes page so I could right. tell the world 
that you're a homophobe and a misogynist. Yeah, Philo of Alexandria, um, he lived from 30 BC to 45. Um, you probably know a lot more about this than I do, but he does lead a Jewish delegation to Rome in somewhere around 39 to 40. He has two works to, uh, I'll, I'll just call them books to keep it simple on this period. But see, he's focused on Jewish issues more than actually uh, talking about Caligula. But he, him, his own self, probably because uh, he's focused on these Jewish issues, he is hostile to, to, to Caligula, but I'm not sure exactly why. Was he a Jew himself? Was he um, trying to represent his people and was getting a hard time from Rome? Can you, do you know why he was uh, hostile? Uh, I do. Okay, please tell me. Yes, he was a Jewish scholar from Alexandria and was sent as the head of a delegation to Caligula to protest against the treatment of the Jews in Alexandria at the time. Right. And uh, got, as you would expect, a fairly uh, harsh response from Caligula. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's... uh, 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 biased source as sure. well. Now, but and to, as as a source for that period, though Philo is fantastic. If you're interested in <clears throat> early first century Judaism and some of the thinking behind early Christianity, I highly recommend reading oh. Philo. Okay, the first version of my film had a lot about Philo in it, but it ended up getting cut because uh, Philo wasn't a Christian. Well, well, I mean, n- none of the early Christians were Christians. They were all Jews. But Philo right. is a contemporary of Jesus, uh, sure. if Jesus existed. He's a contemporary of the disciples, the apostles, St. Paul, um, but is a Jew, goes to uh, Judea. Go, he, he met with Pontius Pilate. Mm. And in fact, one, you know, the best source that we have for Pontius Pilate is Philo's writings. He, he met Pontius Pilate. He met Caligula. Um, uh, but he meant, doesn't mention Jesus or Christians or any of that kind of stuff. Wow. So Philo knew nothing about, he'd never heard anything about that, even though he lived at the same time, went to Judea, went to Jerusalem. Uh, no one he does, doesn't seem to know anything about uh, Jesus. But right. a lot of the ideas that turn up in Paul's writings... Uh, yeah, Paul is sort of this Hellenized Judaism. It's a mishmash of Judaism and Hellenistic right. thought, which I will talk about more uh, in upcoming episodes because it's relevant to this story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Philo was one of these guys as well. He 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 liked to interpret the uh, Tanakh, the uh, Old Testament, uh, uh, in Hellenistic ways. Right. Uh, he was a b- big fan of the Greeks. And was trying to figure out how, well, how do we fit Greek ideas and, and Jewish ideas together, which is what Paul ended up doing and became the basis of Christianity. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Philo, we, we have notes from Philo. Um, also, we have some mentions of Caligula by Josephus, another Jewish historian who mm-hmm. was writing at the end of the first century, early second century, around about the same time as Tacitus and Suetonius. He's also a dubious source, though, and um, more on that in a little bit. Okay. So Did, we, we'll, yeah. Uh, does Pliny the Elder have any information? I know he didn't think much of Caligula, but I wasn't sure of the quality or quantity of his uh, writings. Yeah, look, there's a little bit in Pliny, but mm-hmm. um, and he's friends with Seneca. 
but um, I, I don't think there's much. Ah, in, uh, okay. Plenty that's useful. Yeah. Thank you. Now, we all think we know the story of Caligula. As I said at the beginning, you know, he's a crazy mofo, a <coughs> monster. But truth is rarely that simple. Whenever I hear a simplistic picture of someone right. as either all good or all bad, my bullshit filter hackles go up. <laughs> my, my, my bullshit spidey sense goes off. Right, right. Like when, like when the American uh, media keeps saying, Joe Biden did nothing wrong, there's nothing to see here. Right. I go, oh, 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 hold on a second. That sounds d- d- very, you're pushing that pretty fucking hard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Why are you people, pushing that so hard? How many people you know make $600,000 a year from a job they're technically not qualified for? Yeah. That Sign was his son, up. not him, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you I know, I, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen the film The Irishman yet. Have no. you seen the film The Irishman? No. New, new film, Martin Scorsese's film, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Chrissy and I went to see it in the cinema last weekend because that's how we roll. It'll be on Netflix soon. Um <laughs> And it's based on the story, based on the autobiography of a guy called Frank Sheeran, who was uh, a teamster and a hitman for the mob and a hitman for Jimmy Hoffa in the 60s and 70s and uh, may have whacked Jimmy Hoffa. And uh, so it's a telling of his story. In his, I'm reading uh, the book that the film's based on at the moment. It's called I Heard You Paint Houses. Um, it's basically his autobiography that he wrote when he was in his 80s with the help of a, a journalist who interviewed him. Right. Um, uh, uh, he says in that book that in the early 70s, he, when he was running the Teamster Union in Delaware, mm-hmm. Joe Biden was running for election for the first time as a senator. Right. And, and Joe Biden's opponent, the incumbent, a guy called Boggs, a Republican, was had taken had bought an ad like a full page ad in the local paper, the Wilmington Journal, I think, that was going to be talking about uh, uh, some corrupt dealings that Joe Biden had done, Ooh. some corruption involving Biden, and Biden's campaign went to Frank Sheeran and asked him to use his union to shut down the newspaper for the week <sighs> before the election. Damn! To stop this ad going out, which he did. So Frank Sheeran, so this. Known hitman for the right. mob and Jimmy Hoffa shut down the newspaper through strike actions for a week, uh, which meant that the ad didn't come out, which meant that Joe Biden uh, got elected. Right. Um, so his very first election, he had a hitman mobster guy <laughs> help him get elected. Um, but there's nothing to see here, right? Uh, good guy. Nothing to see. Don't even... Don't anyway, even look. Let's get Don't back to even. Caligula. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yes. So the philosopher Seneca mentioned before, uh, a lot of the stuff that he was writing was around, uh, it was after Caligula during the reign of the Emperor Claudius. And, you know, he was trying to uh, assure Claudius that in his view, Caligula had totally wasted and utterly destroyed the empire. In right. Seneca's words. Now, as um, one historian whose book we've been reading, is it Anthony Barrett? Is that his name? Barrett's book? I believe so. Yes. He points out that, well, this is obviously untrue. When you look at the state of the empire at the end of Caligula's reign, a lot of the things that were said about him right. are 
blatantly factually incorrect, which should be our first hint that <laughs> something's not right here. Right. So, for example, as far as we know, under Caligula, the Roman provinces were stable, orderly, the frontiers were secure. No drama. You know, uh, under yeah. Augustus, Rome had worked out a peace deal with Parthia, which had pretty much stuck ever since. Yes. There were no more German incursions into Gaul during Caligula's reign like there yeah. had been in the early days of Tiberius's reign. Uh, it's, it's pretty clear that certain individual senators did very well under Caligula. They may have tried to spin that later on, but yeah. basically Rome continued running fairly well under Caligula. It didn't collapse in a heap of debauchery. Right. The, the systems and processes of Rome were running under Caligula at least as well as they were at the end of Tiberius's reign. Um, so at least if you look at it on a military and economic front, Rome was just fine under Caligula. Right. And if I could just add to that, for those listeners who have um, digested everything that we've done so far on the life of the Caesars, first of all, thank you very much. But here's a guy who's going to rule for, I think, three years and 10 months. There's no major or even minor wars, and yet he's assassinated by someone. It's not like he's been leading armies and he's lost a bunch of armies and he's lost a bunch of territories. It's a relative time of peace, and yet he's assassinated. So that's another thing that's going to make you be, you know, you wonder what exactly is going on. Maybe we don't know the full story, but yeah, people are, leaders are hardly ever killed in times of peace. Um, obviously, there's more to the story. And, and like you said about the Germans, and about the Parthians, and if that doesn't hold up, then what else is are we being misled or mistaken about? Hmm. And so it's interesting to look at the different ways that Caligula is portrayed versus like Claudius, who came after him. So Caligula gets a lot of criticism in the ancient sources because he looked ridiculous. They said when he right. led personally led troops into battle, something that. No one had done since ever, really. Uh, did yeah. Aug- I don't think Augustus ever led troops into battle uh, after, you know, he was princeps. Tiberius right. didn't after he Ooh. was uh, em- princeps. Uh, He's doing CSI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would have guys that they would send out <laughs> to do that kind of stuff. That's they, your they job. Yeah. Yeah. They were too important to put themselves on the front exactly. lines. I mean... I think late in Augustus's life, he, he would often go out into uh, the, the borders of Germany. He would be close to the action. Yes. Where, where Drusus or Tiberius uh, were, or Germanicus were doing stuff, but Not he wasn't. Same. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't on the front line. So, anyway, so Caligula did this. They, they said he, he, he looked ridiculous. But then, a couple of years after he died, Claudius did the same thing uh, when he led the army into Britain, and everyone right. cheered. Look Woo! at you. You go, Woo! champ. Look at you. What, what a with guy, sh- leading from the front. With your stutter and your and your shriveled arm or your or your messed up leg or whatever, you rock, sir. You rock. So, yeah, so maybe um, uh, Caligula did do something to set a, pre- a more recent precedent for, Cal- uh, for Claudius to follow. Who knows? We just can't be sure. Yeah. But the, the point is, I think that, the sources portray Caligula as re- re- right. mad yes. for doing that, a disgrace, an embarrassment, 
But Claudius gets cheered for he doing did, he that. He gets high-fived, yeah. And, and if I could, I mean, the Caligula is also supposedly the one who left Rome bankrupt for when, so for when Claudius to come in, he has to actually freak out. That's not true. Supposedly, Claudius found enough money to abolish some taxes and start building projects. Now, I think, you know, if, if you saw the film, um, Caligula's going on and on about not having enough money, and he's whoring out the senator's wives, whatever. There's a decent chance that all of that's not true, and maybe he was more fiscally sound, more fiscally conservative than we've been told, and he actually does leave money for his successor, even though he is murdered. The point is, again, maybe that as well is one of those things that is either a misrepresentation or an out-and-out lie. They just hoard out their wives for fun. <laughs> I like to watch. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now... Obviously, Caligula is also famous for lots of executions in Israel, a lot of blood on his hands. Yeah. But as we'll see as we go through the story, the acts of repression by Caligula usually followed actual conspiracies against his life. Right. And the list of people that he's supposedly had executed wasn't all that long, and evidence yeah. seems to suggest that they were, in fact, plotting against him. So... You know, it, it seems like, yes, he may have had people killed, but uh, for good reason. It wasn't just he was mad right. killing people because they looked at him askance on the subway. <laughs> or forgot his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, he, he, he wasn't, right. wasn't the Joker just, you know, <laughs> running around killing people for no reason. Although doing in the film, a laugh. latest right. film he didn't do that. Right. Yeah, he, he, was, he was having people executed because they were conspiring to assassinate him. And that wasn't unusual in Rome. I mean, this, this priest had been set by Tiberius. Augustus yes. as well had had a couple of people executed for conspiracy. More often than not, he would send them into exile first and then have them executed. Sure. Um, you know, uh, Caesar uh, had people... Uh, did he? Well, no, he just forgave everyone. But uh, certainly uh, uh, Sulla... Marius, oh yes, uh, you know, e executing your enemies wasn't an Mark unknown Antony. thing. Cicero, right. Cicero had people executed for trying to overthrow the state. Strangle, uh, yeah. Can't say that at the end of the morning. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, conspiracy. Uh, so even Cicero had people executed. Yeah. For the same for the same sort of uh, uh, crime, trying to overthrow Maestas, basically trying to overthrow the state. Right. So, uh, is it fair that Caligula gets portrayed as a monster for that? Well, we'll, we'll see. Right. And the and the other thing is, I I bought the uh, Suetonius uh, on audiobook. Um, and if you were to listen to that, it's only like an hour long. Uh, but if you were listen to that, you would think the streets would be running with blood again. And you've made this point before. The average person on the street, they're not being butchered. They're not being snatched up. They're not being killed. A lot of the stuff, you like you said, is that Caligula is doing is going against the senators. And as far as we can tell, a lot of it was they were directly or indirectly or knew about plot. So again, it's just prudent to kill those who are trying to kill you. But but just the, the tone and, and everything else that comes across, you just think that, you know, hundreds of people are being whacked in the street every day for no good reason. And that's just not the case. But that is the Caligula that we all, quote, unquote, know. I was telling Chrissy this story um, the other night uh, at the deck. She goes, it reminds me of the American portrayal of Fidel Castro. Oh, yeah. Brutal murderer. <laughs> yeah, really? 
Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, uh, after the Civil War, there were some executions of their yeah. political enemies, people, right. people that had been uh, soldiers under the Batista regime who were uh, oppressing, repressing uh, the Cuban people. Um, but does that make him a monster? Well, I guess it depends on your perspective. It's imprudent. Um, now, when he, w- when he himself was assassinated, uh, Caligula, this is, the, the people were outraged. Yeah. yeah. So that suggests that he was popular with the masses. Right. They were also, you know, very happy when he was made emperor in the first place. But four years later, despite all of the stories that we've heard about him, they were apparently outraged when he died. There's one, one passage of Seneca that is a good example of this. He describes how Caligula once offered his foot to be kissed. Um, you know, it's something that you, yeah. you, you did when we were in Vegas, I remember, and, and, I, 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 and I was just grateful that that's all it was I had to kiss at the time. Um, so we'll warm up. start there and yeah, work your yeah, way work. <laughs> Now, kissing somebody's foot, Right. was something that was seen as uh, appalling to the right. Romans. Tech I mean, st- struck at the very heart of concepts like gravitas and dignitas, would have offended Romans even more than it would have offended the Macedonians who were with Alexander in Babylon. Right. Remember, you know, he, he started dressing, and, yeah. dressing up as a king and they were right. like, whoa, fuck, whoa, what? Fuck this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Because Macedonian kings uh, just dressed as uh, generals. They, right. Yeah, they were manly men. Okay, right. yes, they, they fucked each other up the butt, but, but they were, did it way. in a manly way. Right. Yes, in a manly way. It's not gay <laughs> it's not, if you do it in a manly way. If you grunt, right. oh. flex, oh. you flex your biceps, and that's completely masculine. That's acceptable. Yeah. Yes, to the Macedonians. Yes. yes. Um, and so, but for the Romans, obviously, this this was appalling, offering your foot to be kissed. However, mm-hmm. in this one occasion, Seneca also right. says, admits, <laughs> that actually maybe that's not what happened. Maybe there, there are some who say that the emperor was only showing off his new slippers. That I believe, because he's 24 years old. Come on. You know, right. he's dressed up and he's looking good. He wants people to see it. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So, so so he pokes out his foot <laughs> and somebody grabs it to look. And he, he's saying, somebody, look, check out my slippers. Somebody at the back of the room doesn't hear what's going on and goes, oh, my right. God, he just offered his foot to be kissed. Quick, go tell the New York Times <laughs> that he's a corrupt dictator. <laughs> Front page. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right? Um <sighs> But if we throw out every statement in the old sources about Caligula that seems dodgy, we'd be left with literally nothing. And there's no archaeological record either. What we're left with is very, very flimsy. So we have to, as always, do the best with what we've got. We'll tell you the story that has come down to us, that has survived the ages, and we'll call bullshit on stuff as as we see fit. Uh, we, We reserve the right to call bullshit on anything that... Smells hinky. Then we're going to go start a fund so we can go around Europe and try to find uh, Tacitus lost books. Um, so if you could all contribute early and often, that would be great. It's going to be. I'm a pretty sure it's it's in the Vatican Library somewhere. I'm sure. Well, that's why I was, I was just going to take all the money and go there. But yeah, I think you're right. 
everything. Remember when we were when we were talking to those television producers in the in the, in LA about doing our Alexander, right. the, the lost body of Alexander, and you and I suggested that we should actually break into St. Yes. Mark's Cathedral Black in Venice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mission Impossible our way in through the ceiling. <laughs> Take off the dome. Mission dun, Impossible dun, in. Dun, 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 dun. And st- right. we were going to st- steal back Alexander's corpse yes. so we could do some DNA You're tests welcome. on it. I think it was at that juncture <laughs> that they stopped returning <laughs> our emails. Said, lose the number. Uh, lose the number. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Ha, oh, that's funny." They were like, "No, no, no. We, we we're serious. <laughs> we can we, do this. We, we can do this. Like, we have no training, but we have seen. <laughs> well, I've seen the first two Mission Impossible films. Yeah. What uh, more is there? Come on. Every Bond movie, including right. the best one, the one that had the wench, Australian, a winch, the one that had the Australian James Bond. Right. Um, Some rope. I'm pretty sure we can we can pull this off. Yeah. Listen. We we had no experience in I had no experience in making films either, but I figured Boom. it out eventually. Boom. Like I might I might get it wrong a number of times when I'm rappelling <laughs> down from the sky, but bounce up the floor. Know, eventually, eventually I'll work it out. Yeah. Eventually I'll work it out. And so maybe we should package that idea up and and see if we can find someone. <laughs> maybe Tony Coniston T- will fund this Tony! project. Yeah. To uh, I need a black turtleneck. Break into the Vatican Library because we're going to need to. Yeah, learn how to speak uh, ancient Koine Greek first, <laughs> uh, maybe Latin, so Latin. we know what what these manuscripts yeah. are that we're in. But I want to find the one that says, "Hey, Jesus and Caligula were the same person." Right. Here's the proof. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, now we also need to keep in mind as we go through this process the extraordinary circumstances surrounding Caligula's reign, his death, and his succession. Let me right. let me let me give you this background. So okay. Julius Caesar ended the Republic when he was around fifty years old. Right after a long and successful career as a as a lawyer, as a general, uh, as a murderer of pirates, and as the conqueror of Gaul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was very successful, very wealthy, been around. Army was loyal to him. This man was tested. Battle-hardened and tested. Augustus was only 18 when Caesar was murdered, but he shared power with Antony and Lepidus for 15 years before Mm. becoming sole ruler. During that time, there were many battles fought that he was part of, even if he wasn't often on the front lines. Right. He at least financed the armies who fought for him out of his personal wealth, and they were led by capable men that they respected, like Agrippa, who were themselves personally loyal to Augustus. Okay. So everything was so new back then with the end of the Republic and this new thing, whatever it was. They obviously didn't think of it at the time as an empire. They thought of it as, well, something's going on. We're not sure what we're going to call it. Yeah, uh, they, there was a number of number of ideas bandied about for names. Somebody came up with the name Trevor, right? And they ran with that for a while. What are we going to call right. it? We'll call it Trevor, right? Oh, I like that. It's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. Um, then there's the Tim phase, but that didn't last very long. Tim, no, too short. Didn't have the gravitas. <laughs> Trevor, way more gravitas. Trevor. We're going to call this thing the Trevor, right? Um, it was so new. Uh, when Augustus was running things, all of the old families were dead. Yeah. 
There had been so much violence and bloodshed. Everyone just wanted some peace and stability for a little while. They just wanted to take a break. They would trade a lot for it. We've been killing each other for (sighs) 70 years. Right. Let's just, uh, which is like three generations. Let's just, like, can we just, can we just take a time out? That's all we want. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Augustus, yeah, you want to call yourself the the, the, the chief Trevor? You want to? That's fine. (laughs) Just. Just can we just killing. have some peace and stability? Yes, please. Now, when Tiberius comes to power, he's also in his mid-50s, also with a long and successful military career behind True. him. Right. Caligula, on the other hand, as I said before, is a kid who's done fuck all. <laughs> the only two things he has going for him right. when he takes the power is A, his father, Germanicus, was a relatively successful general who was popular... Right. And murdered while still young. <laughs> and he'd right. sort of been James deified. Dean. Right. James Dean, yeah. uh, Che Guevara. Right. People were walking around Rome with t shirts with, you know, <laughs> a, a black and white photo of Germanicus on it looking right. off, right. melancholy into the distance. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, you know, the, the guy who took the photo uh, never saw a dime of that. That's, oh, um, that's the way it goes, but, baby. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, 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 it sort of made its way. Right. into popular culture. And people were, like, criticising the kids who were wearing the Germanicus T-shirts, going, they don't know anything about Germanicus and what he really stood for, and if Germanicus were around today, he would be offended right. that people are spending money buying his T-shirts. And then mm-hmm. other people were saying, yeah, but at least at least it's keeping his memory alive. And yeah. maybe some of the kids uh, will, you know, go from T-shirt wearing to reading a book about oh, Germanicus. that'd be nice. Then they will discover that he was the second reincarnation of Jesus Caligula. I knew it. He was a good guy, Messiah guy. Right. Uh, you shouldn't believe everything you read in the New York fucking Times <laughs> about uh, Germanicus. Or Castro. Uh, and, Ty- and the other thing he had going for him is that Tiberius was a complete cunt and they were all happy to see the end yeah. of him. Yeah, literally. So they're like, oh, yeah. thank God you got rid of that cunt. And oh, Germanicus, we loved him, his kid. And, of course, uh, all of Germanicus's family have been, well, all of his other sons have been yeah. executed. His yeah. wife was executed. His yeah. His daughters are still around, which is good for Caligula because now he has someone else to fuck. <laughs> um, and Seneca. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you oh, know, he so. benefits from all of that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But we have to understand that this is all new and Caligula is really the first guy to take the throne, for want of a better word. Right. Who um, has no real experience Ah, as a a general, as a politician. Lawyer, nothing. uh, No, nothing. It's like... uh, You're just awesome. Here, you're awesome. Here's Here's this country. Here's the yeah. known world given to you. Fuck all, you haven't yeah. done anything. Yeah. yeah. And he's 24. Come on, how bright are people when they're 24? No offense. Yeah. yeah. Now, when he's assassinated four years later, mm-hmm. this is important too. His successor, Claudius, is also politically very weak. Not a general. Right. Not popular. Um Put into power by the Praetorian Guard, but even that was a dicey... Uh, situation. Yes. Um, you know, not all of them thought he was a good candidate. They had other candidates. He was. He'd been retarded. He'd been regarded as retarded. Mm-hmm. Try saying that ten times <laughs> fast. 
uh, this hour of the morning. Regarded as a retarded guy for his entire life, even his own mother yes. used to make fun of him in yes. public. Each Mommy. agreeing she would tell the kids of Rome and or you'll end up retarded like <laughs> Claudius. <clears throat> so people are obviously questioning the validity of the, the whole idea of the Julio-Claudians when Claudius takes over. Right. They're like, hmm, really? They're like, uh, this, maybe this isn't working out. So in order to survive, when Claudius comes into power, mm. he needs to put some spin yes. on the assassination of his predecessor. He can't say, yeah, you know, you're, you're right, this whole thing is a fucking debacle. It's a disgrace. Never should have happened. I don't know how we got here. Because okay if he emperor. does... Yeah. Well, yeah. If, yeah. Well, if he does, he's going to end up dead too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it only takes and, one. And, and not... He's going to end up dead and they're going to tear the whole thing down and go back to the old Republic because those days are gone. There's right. no bringing back the Republic at no. this juncture. What's going to happen is if he's honest, and he probably knew, I mean, he was obviously a smart guy and he was a historian and very educated, very literate. Right. Um, uh, you know, he, he, he must have known that this was bad. Um, <laughs> and But if he said that, they'd get rid of him and they'd just put somebody else on the throne, right. uh, as, you know, obviously happened after Nero. Uh, which, again, didn't work out great long-term. So he's putting spin on... He uses the old three-envelope strategy that I've talked about before. Right. He says, oh, that last guy, oh, what a cunt he was. Crazy yeah. evil. Yeah. Everyone relax. I'm a historian. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, the system go check is out my, fine. Yeah. Go check out my podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, if there's anyone you can trust to run things, it's, it's me. I'm an, I'm an historian. I'm, I know everything. I'm a good guy. <laughs> so we have to keep yeah. in mind my point yeah. is that everything was new. Uh, everything was up in the air. And Claudius had to put spin on it as well and the people around Claudius. Yeah. And then, of course, after Claudius, right. after Nero, when you get into Vespasian, the Flavians... They, which is when Josephus is writing, and Tacitus, and Suetonius, they're in the new dynasty. It kind of reminds me of Richard III. You know, know, when Shakespeare was writing Richard III, he's like, oh, he was a complete cunt. But historians today say, actually, uh, the archaeological records suggest that Richard was fine. I mean, he was a good guy. But that's not sexy. Well, it's not sexy, but also... You know, uh, Shakespeare was writing during the reign of Richard's enemies. Right. So he had to. It was. It was. A, it was a piece of political propaganda. He yeah. had to make Richard look like a cunt because it justified uh, Victorian England. Right. Right. So uh, same thing here, possibly is that these histories that have survived that were written during the, the, the Flavian era, Flavor Flav era. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, what? We're going to tear that We're back out. to that? <laughs> oh, what? No, but I just no don't. don't. No, yeah. I, I, don't. Yeah, boy. <laughs> the Flavor Flaves get in. <laughs> They need to make the Julio-Claudians look as bad as possible. Right. 
uh, otherwise, people would be going, "Well, why are you guys ruling now, and not the not the Julio Claudians?" And they right. go, "Well, let yeah. me tell you how it is." Or the worst question is, "Why is anybody ruling? Weren't we a republic at one point? I mean, it wasn't great, but it was a lot better than one man rule. I mean, you you don't want people thinking, and you don't want people asking questions. And and based on something you just said a second ago, the irony. We and again, we don't know how much is true, but the irony of Claudius, this person who supposedly was." You know, an embarrassment to his mother uh, was never taken seriously, which is one of the reasons why he's still around through all the craziness that's even happened by the time um, Caligula comes to power. But he is a historian. The idea that he would himself have to help spin a tale that might have um, uh, cascaded. What's the word when you throw a, uh, a rock into the water and it just spreads out or whatever? The idea that he might have had to spin the idea that the imperial system as such is fine. It's this one person who went crazy and he was mad and so we, he had to be killed. But you should let me be in power and you should always have one person in power and, and don't kill them. It's very important that you don't kill them. The idea that maybe he helps with that and that spreads and now even to, to, to this day that we think of Caligula as this monster because of some political expedient is absolutely insane. But that kind of stuff happens in history all of the time, and it's and it's frustrating as well because you just want to know the truth. There's no good guys, bad guys. We're not favoring anybody. We just want to know the truth. Now, this leads to the question, though: If Caligula wasn't an insane sadist monster, why was he assassinated Ooh. four years into his rule? Nice. Could there have been other reasons? I know another guy who was assassinated five years into his rule who was also made out to be a monster uh-huh. big it? jc not jesus caligula but julius <laughs> caesar right he wanted to be king he wanted to make himself king All right like we we saw in the case of caesar sometimes yeah, the official version of events don't stack up right. when you peel away the layers of the onion. Now, fortunately, we we have a little bit more information on Caesar than we do on Caligula. We've got Cicero's writings that have survived. We've right. got you know bits and pieces from the late first century uh, CE and the first century. Sorry, late first century BCE, first mm-hmm. century CE. That helps us get a, a more balanced perspective of Julius Caesar. Right, um, and, and we can see from that. Well, you know the the version of events that were portrayed by the assassins don't really and stack up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank and you, Shakespeare. Thank you to the book yeah. hunters of the Renaissance. Thank you very much. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one more thing. Caligula is the first real emperor. Mm -hmm. Unlike Augustus and Thibaut, he wasn't styled as the first among equals. Even though, as we'll see in the next episode, he started off at least trying to turn the clock back a little and restore things to how they were in the earlier days of Augustus's reign. Right. This is a kid as we've said, with no experience and all of the power, and he knew it. Yeah. And he was the first one of them that was born into royalty. 
Augustus was 18 when his great uncle Julius died and he had to fight for his inheritance. Remember, he went oh, to yeah. Mark Antony and said, Give me money. Hey, I believe. Yeah. 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 I, show me the money. I believe <laughs> there's some money. A lot. And Mark Antony said, Fuck off, kid. I'm busy. Uh. <laughs> So he had to he fight did. just to get his money and then right. for the power. Yeah. And when he when Julius Caesar died, uh, just for people who don't remember or haven't listened, uh, Octavianus was nobody. His family, outside right. of their distant relationship to Julius Caesar, were yeah. pretty much nobodies. They, they were country bumpkins, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't born into shit. Uh, and, you know, of course, when he was born, Julius Caesar was nobody. Julius Caesar, I mean, he became a, a consul member of the First Triumvirate in what, like 50, yeah. uh, the, uh, 60, 59, 59. But that was kept quiet for a while. Yeah. Uh, around then, then he went to Gaul. Well, he was consul, and then right. they didn't know about the Triumvirate, but he was consul, then he went to Gaul for 10 years. Um, but, you know, he's not... When Augustus or Octavian was growing up, Julius Caesar wasn't Julius a general. fucking Caesar. He was just a guy. Yeah, he'd been a consul. Great. Like, you know, he'd made it to the top of the tree, did his year, went off to fucking nowhere to... Yeah. Go. The fuck is in goal? Yeah. Police the, police the barbarians, right? Right, yeah. Um, so he was he was born into nothing, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Tiberius's father was prescribed by the second triumvirate when he was a kid, when Tiberius was a kid, Tiberius and Drusus were kids, and he and his mother and brother and father had to leave Rome Mm. under the second triumvirate until they could get a pardon, mostly by letting Augustus fuck his mother. Yeah, which, Which is what I... People come to me and ask me to forgive them for something. I'm like... Well, can I fuck your mother? Can I? I gotta fuck your mother. That's that's basically if it's good enough for Augustus, it's good enough for me. Uh, Gotta let me bang your mum. Well, she's 83 and in an old age. Hey, listen, I don't make the rules. Yeah, I don't make the rules. I didn't set the precedent. I just follow it. So tell her to tell her to brace herself because here I come. Yeah, I I would say, uh, look, uh, I don't make the rules. You know who makes the rules? My penis. That should have been on the bingo card. But but you're right. I mean, think about a, a Gaius uh, Caligula when he was little. His father was fawned over. His mother was loved. He was loved by the troops. He travels all over the, the East with his parents. I mean, he sees it all. He's his, his mother and father are feted and honored wherever they go. How could he not think special of himself, of his family? I mean, it's just he was just born. He just slid right into awesomeness. That doesn't go away when you're 24 years old. If anything, it gets worse. I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you can move off my penis. <laughs> bigger. It's different in the eye of the beholder. They, they can handle it. Pretty cozy. You know, you've got abortion. Um. <laughs> but it's something that's never going to happen. Oh. It's fun to talk about. Not abortion. It's not fun to talk about. My penis, yes. Uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> but Caligula had the blood... Yeah. We have to remember this too. The blood of the Caesars and the Antoniuses Ooh. in him. Right. He, on, on his father's side, he was the great-great-grandson 
of Marcus Antonius, right. who, of course, we're, we're never supposed to mention because of Damnadio... Right. Mor- Dam- Dam- Damnadio Morata- Morata- What is it? Um, Damnatio Moratai. Uh, yeah. Morata- something. Expunged His name was damned. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, on his great-great-grandmother, his great-great-grandmother on his father's side was Octavius Minor, sister of Augustus. Right. On his mother's side, he was the great-grandson of Augustus Ooh. and the grandson of Agrippa. Yes. Now, I don't know who your grandparents <laughs> were, Ray, apart from... I don't know. Uh, I, all, all I do know is... Well, I know one thing about your grandparents is... But he's a racist, probably. <laughs> my grandfather on my father's side was racist. My grandfather on my mother's side was Indian. Not so much a racist. I'm one-fourth <sighs> Cherokee. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Oh, don't get me started on the Native Americans. Oh, my God. I'm just hard. But I say I take your point, sir. My peeps. Well, as far as I know, like my great great right. grandparents were uh, probably chicken farmers in Ireland and Poland. Um, like I was day. born into nothing. Right. Look at uh, you now. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at me now. There's just an empty space, <laughs> and you're coming back to me. But that's a chance I got to take. Take a look at me now. I'm gonna divorce my wife by sending her a fax on a fax machine. Sorry, that was the version of Phil Collins' song that he never released. That should have been um, the original yes. lyrics. Right, I believe you. So that's like he is a blue. He's the bluest of the blue, blue right. bloods. Right. And uh, he's born into royalty. And uh, so you, you got to take all of that into account when you when you think about this young kid. Yeah. Who is given complete power of Rome. <sighs> At the age of 24. And that, I think, is where we should end this episode. That's an hour. That's yes. enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've touched on all of the the high points. Uh, you know, most importantly, we've touched on... My penis. And <laughs> Jesus. And that's it. You know, it's... Uh, it's fun to talk about. And uh, that's... That's all you mean. Well, that is all that matters. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> As we, as I always say, it's not the length; it's what you do with it while you have it. Yeah. So uh, I think we're we're doing pretty good. We're done. All right, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more of Caligula. Oh, I'm a pansy. It's time to go out, and kick some ass, and do whatever you can to inflict pain. Bitch, ah! I am fucking exhausted. The, the obvious answer is it's payback time. Common sense is not sexy. And just one last thing, because I know you're going to go on. 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you can move off my penis. <laughs> <laughs>